This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. I remembered my drink today. That is some good Pepsi Max cherry. Uh, welcome. It is Facebook Live Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. We're talking about it being a weird Christmas. It's going to be a weird Christmas, everybody. <laughs> it's going to be weird. We're just going to admit it. We're going to embrace it. We're going to embrace the weirdness of Christmas. The problem is we don't know how weird it's going to be. It could be just normal or it could be the weirdest, most bizarre thing ever. I think I've been really encouraged as I was prepping for this. I was really encouraged that I thought, actually, people have had weirder Christmases. Like, people had to live through the Blitz and did Christmas that way. So I, I'm thinking that we can probably make it. I think that's, <laughs> that's my thing. People have survived weird Christmases before. We haven't, but but people have in general, and uh, and we're going to be okay. So uh, today we're going to talk about that. How do we survive this weird Christmas? How do we prepare our kids for this weird Christmas? How do we still make it a spiritually significant time if maybe our churches aren't meeting or we're doing online church in a way that we're like, oh, my kid's not going to engage. How do we how do we do Christmas without the the significant spiritual? <sighs> foundation posts is that a thing i don't know that we normally have so as normal i am gonna talk a bit and then we'll pray and then we'll answer questions comments thoughts concerns ponderings as usual please be the community for each other please add in your thoughts and your suggestions and your thoughts none of us have done this before none of us are going to be super like oh i remember the pandemic 10 years ago this is what i did so we're all figuring it out but we're all community together so please do uh add it in and uh it's good to see you guys i feel i feel very connected to you even though uh we're not together live it's just it's nice to come together once a month to do this right so how do we uh, approach this depending on what your church does and what your certain scenario is i thought that actually i wanted to encourage you that it doesn't have to be about recreating what you normally have there is a temptation i think in all of us particularly we saw this when when the pandemic first started that we're like how do i do church at home the sense of what was we now need to create a a parallel recreation of what that is except smaller at home and that can feel overwhelming depending on what church you go to if they do you have the you know the christmas eve service and then you have the crib service and then you have the the family service and then you have the carols by candlelight service and we can feel like there's a lot there's a lot that we're gonna miss out on there's a lot that we're gonna miss out on and i just want to encourage you to just take a step back and to think not how can I recreate the services or how can I engage with the services we're doing online or how can I cobble together a spiritual Christmas, but, but actually to take a moment and think what are the spiritual beats, the spiritual experiences, the spiritual truths that I love engaging with at Christmas. And then think about those as a, 
as a someone who works for a church for years, that's what we do at Christmas. When you're planning a Christmas, everyone takes a step back, goes, what is the main thrust we feel God is speaking about this Christmas? And what are the different beats that we want to hit? We want a contemplative evening service. We want a moment to ponder the peace of God. We want a, a time to encounter him about the mess and invite him in. We sort of think through all of these spiritual beats and then we create stuff around it that people then choose to engage with or not. And there's this moment that we can have to step back and go, okay, what are the spiritual moments that I value as a parent about Christmas that I really want our family to be able to access. You may just pick one. You just may think that this year is about joy. It's just about joy. And so we're going to just have the most joyful Christmas that I can possibly think about. And we're going to talk about the joy of the Lord. And we're going to talk about celebrating God. And we're just going to push into that. Or you may be someone who thinks, you know, I love, I love the wonder and peace that I get from the carols by candlelight service. And I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss having a time to be packed into a church building with a lot of other people with lots of beautiful candlelight in a lovely place and just singing praise to God about Christmas. I'm going to miss that. I want that. That's a spiritually significant moment for me. And then you can problem solve it. Rather than saying, well, I'm just going to make another carols by candlelight service at home. You can think what I love about that service is the wonder and the peace and the togetherness of light and the darkness singing Christmas stuff. And so what you can do is then go, well, how am I going to do that? And there are so many different ways that you can have fire plus darkness plus singing plus togetherness. That's what you're problem solving now. And so then you can do all sorts of ideas. There's a, I just saw it go up on Facebook. There's a carols on your front porch where they're going to like, they're, the premier radio I think is doing it. They're going to play carols and people can, can open their doors and go out onto their front porch, close them, the doors and sit and sing carols with like your community on their front doors. Um, or you can, another family was telling me they're going to get in a car and they're going to drive out into some place that's dark and they're going to have little hot chocolates and they're going to light candles and they're going to stare at the sky and they're going to sing Christmas carols about the sky and when angels appeared and the night and the star in the sky. And then you can create a sense of that spiritual beat, but it doesn't have to look anything like a Christmas service. Uh, if it is about um, celebrating the whole of what God did, you know, the whole story of God, if that's what you love is those, you know, the Advent moments, then then create four main spiritual beats. And you think, okay, we want one where we celebrate creation, one that we talk about the prophets, one that, you know, feel free to grab those things. And then it can be as little, it could be 10 minutes breakfast in the morning talking about all of the amazing stuff that God said he would do and then he did. Or it could be, you know, something more formal where you look at all the prophecies. Or it could just be a moment at a bedtime where you decide, you know what? You know what I haven't talked about? I love that before the creation of the world, God planned to send Jesus. That that sort of sense of, of him knowing us. And I'm just going to have one conversation with my kids about it. It doesn't have to look like anything besides at Christmas we get to talk about this stuff. And it can look exactly how it looks like for you. You could go super arty. You could go recreation of services you could go one conversation for five minutes after watching a movie it doesn't matter how you do it but what are the beats what are the spiritual beats that you feel are significant for you this christmas and then problem solve for those um and don't forget sensory stuff is a significant part of the spiritual journey of people um sometimes we think it's all about the services and we forget that actually 
so much of Christmas for me is the smell of gingerbread cookies. Uh, is the smell of gingerbread cookies. <laughs> it's Christmas. And if I wouldn't get that, that would make me super sad. <laughs> um, and so there is something about that. But I think about all the times that I do the Christmas cookies. And it's not just about making them and eating them. It's about the joy of being together with family and the laughter that happens when that's happening. So it's not really about the thing at all. It's just about the feeling that I get when we're all making something together for all of us to enjoy together. And we don't, we never share Christmas cookies with anybody. No, you never get gingerbread cookies from my house. Uh, it's something just for the internalness of us, but we end up talking about all sorts of stuff, all wide ranging stuff. And that's a spiritual significance for me. So for some reason, all ginger in the world was banished and I couldn't have a gingerbread cookie this year. I would think, how can I recreate a, a time where us as a family get together and laugh and, and talk and create something that is only for us to enjoy that feels something about the peace and joy of family that God has given us, the blessings that God has given us in this season, this delight in having a family, whatever shape my family looks like, that delight of together that I feel is a gift from God. It's like one of the biggest gifts I feel at Christmas. It's the gift of each other. And I can celebrate that without having the thing. Does that make sense? Right. Um, and because you have five to 11s, you might want to problem solve this as a team. This is a great way to talk about this stuff with your kids that says, right, well, we won't be able to go to this service. Well, we can engage with the one online if you want, but I really miss having live candles. How can we make something that has candles, singing, and being together with people that we love and problem solve it together. It might mean a two family Zoom. It might mean, you know, bringing candles and carol singing outside people's houses. I don't know whether or not that's COVID allowed. Don't tell anyone I told you to do that. Um, but whatever, whatever you think, problem solve as a family, you guys are together thinking, how can we do this? How can we celebrate the joy of the Lord at Christmas? How can we celebrate peace of God in this season and and everybody can work on that together because this is about all together seeking God and celebrating and remembering who he is at this season not about how we do everything that we want to do uh, the second thing that I think would be really helpful is to um is to remember that it doesn't have to be every day I just feel like I want to reach into your and take it off when we're when we're doing Christmas, we can be quickly overwhelmed with what we feel is the expectation of spiritual stuff. And right now is when all the Advent stuff is coming out where like you have to do, there's Advent and it's daily and do it every day and, you know, 35 days of, you know, kind acts or things. And some of us love those things and some of our families flourish with those things. I just want to say you don't have to do those things and it's okay to half engage with stuff. It is okay to say, huh, that sounds amazing, 24 Advent things to celebrate. Wonderful, but there is no way I'm gonna be able to do that. So what I'm gonna do is scan them, pick five I like, and then do those. <laughs> and that is okay. Now feel free to not do what you think everybody else is going to do or expect, because this isn't about upping the spiritual stuff of Christmas. It's not like, oh, now we have to do more spiritual stuff at Christmas. This is about saying, God is everywhere, and this is a moment to, re to remember him, to celebrate those bits of him we see so clearly at Christmas. And actually, four, four spiritual beats done really well can be way more significant than every day. 
um, because it's about really just engaging with it and doing it in a way that looks like you. So feel free for it to, to look like you. It doesn't have to look like anybody else. Think, what, what do we want this Christmas to be like, feel like, do? We want it to be about serving others. Great. Uh, I knew one family who was talking about not doing Christmas dinner on Christmas Day and instead doing Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day and cooking like extras and then on Christmas Day sort of going and visiting the lonely that they know in the community um, but they know they can't come in so they're just going to leave like little like food on the front door you know back up as a care package and wave and just say we remember you and spend their day of Christmas serving their community and they thought they'll be cool uh, and so they're already planning like how they want because they want this Christmas to be about serving um, so don't worry about making it daily. Don't worry about making it perfect. Make it about what you feel God is saying to you this Christmas and engaging with that in such a creative and unique way. And the third thing I wanted to talk about was to deal with disappointment well because they, our kids are going to experience disappointment. We may be praying that we all get to spend time together and we may be able to and that will be amazing. Or... We may be praying that we all get to spend time together and it won't happen and there will be disappointment and confusion. There may be a grief that you may have lost someone in this COVID season, uh, whether it's from COVID or whether it's from something else that means you haven't been able to attend a funeral or been able to say goodbye in the way you want. And there are so many moments of grief and disappointment that we could be experiencing right now. And that may be a, a part, a flavor of this Christmas is learning how to walk grief and disappointment in a way that honors God. And what a gift to our kids if we teach them this season how to hold grief and disappointment and thankfulness and spiritual encounter at the same time. What, what a gift. And so one, it's okay to grieve together. I think sometimes we want our children to buck up and, and you know see the positive side. And sometimes it may just be about saying, I am so disappointed too. Man, I'm sad. Are you sad? I'm sad. And and to take that time to express your grief or I'm frustrated. You know, we prayed and it's not happening and oh, I wish I wish I wish that this was this was the thing that I that God would just sweep it away and do it. And it doesn't look like that that's what he's doing right now and that is just gutting. And so I think there's something um there's something really significant about helping them learn how to talk to God and talk to each other about that kind of disappointment. Um, but I think there's also something about, about seeing the, the experiment of the one time. We're not saying this is how it's going to be like forever. This is our one chance to not worry about visiting people. If we don't get to see people, you get this wonderful internal experience. What do we want that to look like? What have we always wanted to do but haven't been able to? Uh, what does it look like for us to just be together as a family? What does it look like for us to try to love people from afar well? What does it look like for us to communicate how much we miss um, our church body to the church body? You know, what if every time you felt sad that you missed your church family, your whole family made a little picture how we miss you guys and put it up on Facebook and let everyone feel like, I miss you too. Um, how do we process all of that grief together and all of that? It's, it can be really helpful to manage not only your kids' emotions, to say God is in there, God is listening. We can pray and expect good things while also you know, not getting everything we want, but we can see what he's doing because he's going to help. Um, there is um, 
Oh, we have a comment. We're really excited to have our first Christmas just our family at home. Rather than having to go to grandparents at normal, we decided early so it wasn't a disappointment for them later. That's a great idea. If you think that you know, you're know you waiting and your kids don't do well with the waiting, make a decision and figure out how you're going to do it around that so that you're managing their disappointment now because we're teaching them how to do that. It's a, it's a really good journey. So those are the things I just wanted to throw into your thinking, really, was recreate spiritual beats rather than services. Um, remember that the sensory experiences are a part of it, so decide what you feel God is, is saying, what you want to grab onto about this Christmas, and then problem solve how you do that together. Um, don't forget that it doesn't have to be daily. It can just be these significant moments that you grab, big or little, small or big, and and. Allow yourself to grieve together and let that grief process flow and talk about who God is in all of that and how you can look for the good things he's doing while still telling him you're grieving something a loss and being disappointed. So I'm going to pray for you and then I'll answer any questions you may have, comments, concerns, ponderings, um, or we may just be done. It's completely up to you. So let me pray. God, I thank you for Christmas and this wonderful, crazy opportunity we have and this abnormal season to still find you to still know that you being the same yesterday today and forever is something we can put our feet on that the story of you coming to be close to us resonates right now with who we are that we may create a window into our lives for our kids that says this this moment that happened thousands of years ago is so relevant to my every day and that we together can still talk to and laugh with and be with this God who came to be with us Teach us where you are in our ordinary everydays, that we may make a Christmas of our ordinary everydays celebrating life with you. I pray that you would free us from all expectations, that it would look like a certain way, that we may truly have the weirdest, most wonderful Christmas with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, well, I don't see any questions or comments popping up. Oh, wait, do I? Maybe I just haven't scrolled down. I haven't. Do you have any favorite Christmas films to do with Jesus? I love the, I think it's the BBC's Nativity. There is one that looks like historically accurate. It is fantastic. It is raw and gritty and um, is it looks so ordinary and I love that. And so for me, uh, it's, I think it's just called Nativity or the Nativity Story. I'll, I'll put a link to it so you know which one because there's like a thousand named that and I'll show you my favorite one. And I just absolutely love um, just how how normal the people look and how real the, the life of these two people was that I just absolutely love how God just walked into such an ordinary place. Uh, and so, yes, that was that's my favorite one, but uh, I will put a link up to it probably afterwards because I have to do the, the teenage one after this um also other favorite Christmas films Fred Claus just to say uh should you always try to end conversation about grief and disappointment with a bit of thankfulness to bring them out of that place or should we let them stay there to dwell in it for a bit great question I tend to take my lead from the Psalms because that's where a lot of the angst is and I think it kind of depends on the moment for me 
a significant portion of the psalm start off with oh god i'm so sad i'm sad i'm sad and then it, and then you sort of remind yourself of the truth and then you encounter god in it and i think we've done some podcasts on this of how to walk your kids through disappointment as a sort of process which starts with sort of venting to god and then you remind yourself of the truth of god and then you sort of come out into encounter with god where you say god teach me stuff I think, though, that that journey doesn't always have to happen in one conversation. And I think sometimes what happens is, is when we try to move our kids into thankfulness to God, it can create a sense that God is trying to move them on, like stop being sad, remember that I'm awesome. And sometimes that feels like they feel that God is dismissing their emotions. And so sometimes what you can do is... They're sad, they're disappointed, and you say, I'm sad too, let's talk to God about it. Oh God, I'm so, you know, and you talk to God about that. And you go, thank you God for listening to us. And then you move on. And then at bedtime that night, it becomes about doing that next phase, which is the, you know, I was just thinking today, God, about how wonderful you are and how this happened, and thank you for that. And that you take them on an, on the journey. Um, God, I pray that you would fill us, you know, and then the next morning at breakfast time, you're going, God, you know, can you fill us with ideas for how Christmas can be something totally unique with you that will be like our family secret forever? Give us some ideas today, God. And you move them on into the encounter moment. And so don't feel like you have to cram it into the conversation. Um, sometimes it's just about am I, am I enabling all of those steps of that journey, whether that takes a week or whether that takes a day. It depends on what you think. Uh, being thankful through grief is definitely something good to show our children we lost my granddad during the night on easter saturday so we were sad while celebrating easter yeah they're, they're going to face that a lot of times in their life aren't they and being able to show them how to hold both i think is such an opportunity uh to teach them so that when this happens to them in the future whether it's about covid whether it's about you know them having a miscarriage in the future whether it's losing your job they have in their bag this moment to pull out and say there was a time it all looked weird and I felt these feelings and I know how to do this. I know how to cope with this is really significant. Um, another question, can the Christmas story help five to 11s to think through process the issues of suffering, which they have been aware of this year through COVID? If so, which parts of the story help? Is it about God being with us? Well, what a deep and insightful question. <laughs> I think absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think I find sometimes the stories of, of people's journeys to encountering God a, a significant way of that because everyone had a different starting point. You know, Joseph was suffering deep disappointments for that moment. You know, that moment where he thought he was utterly betrayed by Mary. He, everything that he thought about, you know, he was going to be humiliated, he was going to be denied the future that he wanted. And then, and then God came and talked to him about what was coming, but he still had to endure the tough bits uh, for a long time. We don't know if ever Joseph ever got out of, under from the, the weight of people looking at him and Mary and thinking something wrong about them. They had, to, they had to really walk a tough journey, but there was a great joy in the middle of it. And God, God spoke to them that. Well, Mary said yes to something that she knew was gonna be hard, but it was just out of the blue that God spoke to her, where the wise men had to really think their way into conversations with God. They, were, they had a lot of wrestlings with what the prophecies were saying and they didn't know what it was going to be like. And they set out on a journey hoping for something they didn't know they would find. And there's so much in COVID that we, and the, you know, the shepherds were just living their lives and all of a sudden were just announced uh, into something. 
And in this COVID season, there are times where we feel utterly betrayed. There are times that we feel deeply disappointed about what we hoped that we would have and then we can't. There are times where it just doesn't make sense to our brains and we're wandering towards something to to see something that we don't even know what it's going to look like yet. They didn't know it was going to be a baby. The wise men didn't know it was going to be a baby. They thought maybe it would be a king. It looked totally different than what it ended up being. And it was amazing. And there are so many different roots that you can come into of that. It might not be, why does God allow suffering? Uh, if you want that, Anna can send you a link of how we talk to kids about how, how God does suffering. But I think for me, sort of the different characters all looking for where God is in this is a way of entering into the COVID thing. Because the question then becomes, where is God in this season? Where do you see him in this season? What is he doing right now? And how is he coming into walking into our mess because that's what he did he came into a political mess he came into personal messes he came into all sorts and he just walked straight into the mess and was like i'm here and where's the mess now and where's god in that can be a, a helpful next steps for them great question i'm sure i'll have an actual good answer in like 10 minutes <laughs> but anybody else chip on in uh for those of you who think really well in the mix um, I think that's all the time we have. Please continue to add your wisdom to each other in these chats and things. And uh, we'll meet again in December and again in January. But please, 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 please remove all stress from your shoulders about Christmas. It's going to be great. God is going to be there and he's going to talk to your kids. And you as a family are going to encounter him in ways that you might not have planned. So let it be. Let it look like you. Let it look like how your family looks. And don't worry about what anybody else is doing but let it find God in the midst of how it is for you guys so bless you and I will see you next month thank you for downloading the parenting for faith podcast a new episode will be released next week and why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight session course to get in touch or to find out about training and events near you.